Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hello, this is Therese with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And today I'm really excited to have Eva Janata. So Eva has a very cool transition story, right? A lot of us start one business and then midway our soul's like, yeah, no, and, right? And, and those, those can be scary as hell. They're not often easy. They're often, you know, we fight, we kick and scream. And so I love Eva's story and I can't wait for you to meet her. So Eva, welcome. Thank you, Therese. So tell the folks what you do and what you love about it today. And you could do the where you started, like so, because I know you had two like a completely different business. So right. whichever one you want to share, just just jump in there. Yeah, I think I'll start with the now and go backwards. So Perfect. what I do now is I help women leaders defy the status quo, amplify our influence, and expand our wealth and our power through thought leadership. So let me translate that. Yeah, so yeah, that okay, good. You know. We have so much expertise and wisdom and experience and insight in between our ears. And I help my clients take what's between their ears and put it out into the world in a way that it can impact others. Mm. It can build their authority. It can grow their audience. And I call that thought leadership. It's really this process of taking what you know, what you're an expert in Mm -hmm. conventionally or unconventionally and using that to really help people impact them serve them and change, you know, it sounds perhaps a bit trite, but change the world, which I think is what we're all here. We're all here doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So that's today. And in the, but in the days of your before I, I actually started my business, uh, well to go quite a bit back, I started first as a professional organizer, which is very different. Wow. Yeah. And I pretty quickly you know, I started basically volunteering in my neighborhood, helping folks with their clutter and mm-hmm. organizing their homes. And I pretty quickly realized it don't, wasn't quite the fit that I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel as comfortable or as excited doing it as I thought I would. <laughs> so that's instead, never a good sign, is it? Yeah, like that's that's a pillow barometer. Right? Yeah, yeah, the discomfort and just like yeah. feeling kind of like, and there's a difference, you know, between like the kind of excited anxiety of like, ooh, this is this is challenging me and like stretching my comfort zones yeah. and this sort of like heavy, ugh, I don't want to feeling. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Got and it. And sometimes they can feel kind of similar, but they like mm-hmm. physical symptoms I think are similar of just like how anxiety might feel in your body. So learning to figure out is this, is this the good kind or the mm-hmm. not so mm-hmm. good kind? Right. Good, 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 good distinction. Yes. Yeah. So that was something I, you know, was figuring, was figuring out, I think I'm still probably figuring out but I, so I pivoted from uh, professional organizing and I started doing marketing, which is where I had a bit of a corporate background and I just felt very, mm. it just came very naturally to me, Therese, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's the thing. 
to do. So anyhow, yeah. So I, but I did that for a while and I, well, I guess I'm kind of telling my story, but I, I, I want to pause and see if you want to ask me anything before I yeah. just sort of keep on talking right. and talking. So I know you were, you were doing the social media and then you, you, what you're not talking about is, is about the, the, the race and the discrimination and the, cause can you talk about thought leadership? What's your unique slice in it? That's, that's what makes you a little bit different than just a regular is there a regular thought leader? <laughs> so, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, like what's your end goal, right? I think it's a little bit different. Yeah. So so my big audacious goal, to use that phrase, is yes. to end gender and racial discrimination. <sighs> yeah, all, all in a day, all in a day's work. Just there kidding. we go. There we go. Yeah. But how did how did that because here you were, so you started the organizer, and I really like your story of like sometimes we can be good at something. And then the energy of it is like, eh, you know, so do you settle for, but I'm good at it, but people like me, or do you follow the, no, I don't have the passion. So I love that, love that you just jumped off and said, I'm do something else. So then you do the social media, but what, what called about the gender and the racial discrimination? Like, how is that a thing for you? And that, that sounds like a duh question, but a lot of people don't orient their business around that. And there, a lot of people don't have that as their audacious goal. So, so when did you start? getting that call? You know, this question is making me think of a memory I have from when I was about five. And I was playing out in my neighborhood with the neighbors. We were throwing a football around. And I remember my neighbor from across the street, uh, it was my turn to throw. And he told me that I throw like a girl. Okay. And, you know, I do identify as a, as a girl. And so Uh on the one hand, that's just a statement of fact, right? Right. But I could tell from his tone of voice that he wasn't stating a fact or certainly wasn't paying me a call. <laughs> that was not a positive thing. Yeah. No, it was not. Uh-huh. And that, that's the first time I remember having the sense that there must be something off or wrong or different or bad about me for being female. Wow. And it wasn't for many years later when I went to college and I, and I, got, I actually got my degree in gender and women's studies. Oh, okay. And it was through taking those courses that I began to understand, oh, there are power systems at play in our world that we don't choose to be born into. We don't, you know, willingly participate in them. They're just in the water supply, right? We don't get to opt in or opt out. They just are. And they go a long way toward explaining why things are the way they are, why we have experiences like the one that I did in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I transitioned into doing marketing and social media, I was offering those services because they came naturally and they came easily and I could do that. And it was interesting to me, but I could tell that something wasn't quite, it it wasn't quite right. It felt kind of like both too broad because the field is so enormous, absolutely, yeah. but also it felt a little bit too small. Like it wasn't, it didn't have, what I was doing didn't have the impact or the soul or like the purpose that I desired to have. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps with this one. Keep going. Yeah. And so it was, and I felt bad about it for a while. I was like, why don't I like this more? Like I'm, I'm doing good work. I love my clients. Like nothing is on paper wrong or, mm-hmm. or a problem, but something doesn't just like feel like it's quite clicked yet. Right. And so I, I didn't, it's not like I downloaded the right PDF or I like <laughs> talked to the right coach at the right time. Nothing. There wasn't sort of like a moment. Yeah. But it was through the process of offering these marketing services and being drawn to working with women and being drawn to working with women who were also doing social impact work, whether mm-hmm. they were 
you know, career or negotiation coaches or whether they were, maybe they were in diversity, equity, and inclusion consulting, but they mm -hmm. were also doing social impact work. And it gradually kind of organically grew on me that I want to serve them because if I can use my wow. skills to expand their ripple effect, their impact, the work that they're able to do, I can, I can make way more, way more of a difference than just being on my own. So I have like a big sigh in me. So that is how, you know, that memory from when I was five, what I learned in undergrad and the work that I was doing sort of all kind of crystallized at one point of like, oh, I can use these skills, but I can be more specific with them. I can work with a certain kind of client yeah. who does a certain kind of work and I nice. can help her in a more niched way than just marketing mm -hmm. really in this thought leadership. Perfect. So Eva, you're describing exactly what I consider a mission-driven businesswoman, right? Because there's a lot of people, you know, you could do marketing or social media or coaching or whatever, and the end goal is the income or the end goal is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are mission-driven, it's like, oh, oh my God, the big mission is the thing, right? And yes. so was there ever time though, when you were like either this is crazy <laughs> or who am I? Um, or why would I shift? You know, this is working how I'm doing business. I was working like, why in the world would I jump ship? Like, did you ever have any of those doubts? Yes. I think the usual suspect gremlins of, like you said, you know, well, if in, in my case, it, it kind of, they come in terms of like, Am I qualified enough for this? Am I yeah. ready for this? Yeah. Uh, do I have what it takes? Um, is this is this niche too narrow? Is this mm -hmm. focus too specific? Mm -hmm. um, is thought leadership really valuable enough? Like you know, absolutely. Like social media or marketing, like everybody knows, even if they don't know yes. exactly how or why they need it or in what form, they know they need it. Right. Something it's an like easy sale. Leadership. It's a it's much a easier sale, right? Thought leadership. Exactly it's it. either the what the hell is that? Or yes. that's a luxury, right? I just need to get leads in. What are you talking about thought leadership? So, because what I'm trying to do is pull the distinctions apart because when people are faced with how do I follow my heart? How do I follow my soul's guidance? These are the things you bump into. Am I ready? Am I enough? Mm -hmm. Is it relevant? And so that's why we're pulling it apart so people can hear if you're dealing with those gremlins you're not alone. This is really standard stuff. So I love that you're revealing, you know, your inner game here. And so how did you, how did you come with, uh, yes, I'm enough. <laughs> yes, it's viable. How did you, how did you, cause there's that uncertainty, that period mm -hmm. of like doubt. How did you navigate that? I have to say, Therese, that, uh, working with a business coach was mm -hmm. hugely helpful. You know, there's something like even if and I've done a lot of personal development work, as I suspect yeah. most of our listeners have, you know, yeah. I've, I've read the books, I've listened to the podcasts, I'm, I'm, I feel very well educated mm -hmm. intellectually on that. Yeah. And but there's something about you can know something intellectually and still not feel it emotionally. And that's mm -hmm. where I find it so helpful to have a coach who can reassure me, you know, yeah. See, help me see things from a different perspective mm -hmm. than my own. Give me some concrete action steps I can take. Or sometimes I even say to my coach, like, can you just tell me that I'm okay and I'm doing a good job? Absolutely. And sometimes that because there's a whole becoming, right? It's not the, mm -hmm. it's not the strategies, but it's the who you have to become. And I love that you could ask. And if there's no 
there's nothing wrong with asking. There's like, yeah. like if you're hearing Ava do that and you just have this like, <gasps> you ask? Yeah, hell yes. Like that's, that is a, that is a perfectly viable thing to ask a business coach. Am I okay? I'm like, is it going to work? I need hope, right? Like that's part of what we do, right? Well, and it's sort of like, it reminds me of how sometimes, you know, like maybe you're having a tough day or, or you're worn out and you just really need a hug and you might ask yes. your partner or like your yes. best friend, like, can you just give me a hug? Yes. I feel like making that ask of my business coach is sort of asking for a mental, emotional business yes. hug. And yes. sometimes it's just makes such a difference to be held and to be mm -hmm. reassured and to have mm -hmm. that support. Beautiful. So I want to talk about, you know, who you be, because I'm all about being and I use the word embodiment, right? Mm. Who you be as a social media marketing person versus who you be as a big, hairy, audacious, I work with thought leaders. Explain that because it's, you got to grow into some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I think it happened very gradually by okay. making tiny commitments. Okay. So the first commitment I made before I transitioned into thought leadership or this specific niche was I made the commitment to focus on my own thought leadership. Every mm. two weeks, I would write something new and publish it. Okay. And that's what I work on with my clients. And I found that, oh, in the, the process of doing that, that creating that container and that commitment allowed me to really develop my own thinking and challenge my thinking and discover what I had inside me, you know, in a mm -hmm. way that I couldn't have mm -hmm. just thought my way there, but by really like showing up to a blank word document over and mm -hmm. over again, and really making myself show up, mm. that really helped me. It, it felt like an excavation. It's not like it happened. Like I said before, it's not like it happened quickly, but it felt like after doing that for several months, I realized, oh, this thought leadership thing is way more interesting to me than marketing ever was. and. That scared the pants off <laughs> first. I remember, I think I sent an email to my coach and I was like, I think I have to pivot. I think I have to narrow my niche. I'm nervous. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 But you know, you know oh, here's, no. here's what I love, Eva, because what you said, I'm just translating, I'm translating your words. Okay. What you said is, I didn't really know. So I just started doing. Yeah. Right. Because you were, you were, you were moving from, you were here and then you're going to go over here. And you had no idea. You didn't know the body of your work. You didn't really know maybe even your whole platform, but in the doing and the writing and the commitment and the discipline, that's like when you grew into yourself Then it's like, holy shit, I, I have stuff to say. So it grows your sense of, oh, I get to play in the game. You know what I mean? And so sometimes when I was, you know, I used to be a therapist and it's funny that I always say this, like feelings follow action, right? If we wait till we feel like, oh, I'm ready now, eh, we'll be sitting on the couch eating bonbons. But if you just take the action towards that, then you grow into the what you want. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, I like the way you put that, Therese, because it, what it's making me realize is, you know, when I started that commitment to my own mm -hmm. thought leadership, I didn't, I yes. couldn't see the destination. I just yes. knew it would be like a good practice, a valuable practice. Mm. And then by the time this destination started to become clear, I had this body of work I'd created awesome. that really gave me a lot of confidence. And I think in the past, I used to think that I would be confident first and then do the yes. thing. But yes. in fact, it, the confidence came from the doing that you're talking about. Yes. Beautiful. So that's a huge tip, guys. That's like a gold nugget. Ding, 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 ding. Mic drop moment. She just told you how to do it, how to start. Okay. So we have get support. So follow what your guide is to do. Get support. Have somebody in your corner 
going, you can do it. I got you. I believe in you. And then second, just start. And I love the, I love the writing exercise. Like, what would you say? What's your message? Okay. Let's talk about how did you handle the uncertainty? Because, you know, when you take off from the known and you're not quite at the destination yet, there's that like, ah, so how did you handle that? Because I think that's what prevents people from jumping. Mm. What I did, I would say that I, so this reminds me of uh, my friend, Emily, her mom will tell her, um, don't look beyond your headlights. Oh, okay. Like imagine you're driving at night, you, your headlights can only illuminate so far ahead. And that's yes. all, that's what you need to see in order to be able yes. to drive safely. But we have a tendency, or certainly I have a tendency to want to see like way forward. Of course. And I had to just like keep my focus within my headlights. Mm. So Rather than thinking of like, what is the ultimate outcome of this going to be? Or like, okay, yeah, I'm writing my own thought leadership. What about all this stuff I'm not doing yet? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I wish I were doing that. I, I wish I could. Like just keeping my focus on the next one thing Beautiful. really helped me because you can't be, it's like a lot harder to be uncertain about the next one thing than it is to be <laughs> uncertain about everything. This is true. I got one article next week. It's not, you know, the next 17 years of my life. That's right. Good. Right. Yeah. And I really found that momentum begot momentum, you know, by starting to do it pretty quickly, I realized I had way more ideas than just the one next thing. And I could write those down or sometimes I would get into a flow state and I'd write several things. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to make myself do that. It just started to come to me from the practice that I'd committed to. I love that. So what was the biggest surprise about your journey? I think the biggest surprise is that I just, the first like many years that I was in business, I just felt so bad (laughs) a lot of the time. Like I just, and it's not like, you know, it just, I I went into business with no plan. You know, I thought I was going to do one thing. I ended up totally not doing it. I had no plan. I took a big pay cut and I just, it really kind of made me confront my psyche in a way that I'd never had to before. Mm-hmm. And that went, does. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that went on for a long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone and their uncle, including my literal uncle, when I told them <laughs> I would be starting a business, <laughs> some variation of, you know, business is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, that is not helpful. <laughs> I don't know if you're right. trying to like, yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> help me, but it's too big to be helpful. And I really like, I don't think you can prepare someone, or at least I don't think anyone could have said anything to me then that would have prepared me. And I'm kind of glad that they didn't try harder than that. Because the truth is, it was really tough because of the uncertainty. And what I what I surprises me now is that I, it just took that time to figure out what was the right fit. And I wish I could have magically waved a wand and like not had all of the anguish, huh? but maybe that just comes with the territory. Right. And how's that perfect, Eva? How is that anguish perfect? I mean, I, I, we got I, all philosophical on you there, but how, you know. I love that it's over. <laughs> I mean, that's Yeehaw. great. Yeehaw. Well, here's my question. You know, I use a concept that's what I call parallel process. And very often when we are in anguish, what I say to my clients that show up like either meaning anguish, meaning I don't know what to do or I've hit a wall. I uh-huh. say, and how is that exactly what your clients are doing? So do you do you feel like your thought leader clients have ever been in that place of anguish or uncertainty? 
because my hypothesis is that you go, I've been there. I know how to get you out of that quicker, right? Like, do you see any parallel or am I just like <laughs> chasing I know, birds I, here? I think that's interesting. What I would say is I've never, and I've never thought of it that way. So I'm glad yeah. you asked Teresa. Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now, I'm so grateful to my past self yeah. that she already went through that. And I feel mm -hmm. like I have such tremendous resilience and self-trust and just, Wonderful. it's like I earned this certainty because I really know what uncertainty feels like. Yes. And I was able to get through that. And now I just like the kind of inner stamina to have gone yeah. through that and learned all the things that I did and tried the things that I did. And mm -hmm. now I just feel so, so grounded and just really like proud of myself and confident in, in like earning the kind of place mm -hmm. that I'm in now mm -hmm. in terms of my, like the, all the, uh, the help that I sought for my mental health, like therapy and coaching and just mm -hmm. all of it was a sometimes painful, but really valuable investment in myself that mm -hmm. I'm so glad I went through. That's really well said. You know, I feel like business, if we, you know, you and I are just greedy capitalists, we're like mission driven people. And so that means business can take you to your knees. And, and what I heard you say basically is, wow, the gift of all of that was resilience, self-trust. Like had you stayed on the job or a job, you never would have had to face the things you faced. Right. So, so it really is about your becoming you, you, it's not the, what you do because marketing strategy is actually not that hard, right? Like, mm -hmm. just, you know, get more people in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. It's the who you have to be to fulfill the mission. So I know I'm getting a little esoteric again, but I, I love the world of somebody that follows their soul calling, even when it's hard, even when they don't have a map. Yeah. And I just really like that phrase you used, you know, business that's what I'm getting at when I say it, it has you confront your psyche is the bringing you to your knees thing. Mm -hmm. I, I really like mm -hmm. the way you put that. That is what feels sometimes, but it's always like, I'm going to get esoteric too, but it's always just, you know, everywhere you go, there you are. And Ooh, it's nice. always your reflection, you know, in, yeah. in whatever that mirror is that's causing the anguish or causing the delight. And yeah, I'm, I just feel like so like grateful to be, I mean, it sounds been dramatic, but like to have like survived it, not that it was yeah. that hard. Like, I, like, I I, I mean, let's be real here. You know, I, I never had to worry about food or shelter, but yeah. it was very like personally challenging. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think just the, the inner strength that comes from going through that is, it just like fills me up. I love that. And you know, it feels, I, I think with there's, there's a certain breed of people that are crazy enough to be entrepreneurs because hmm. there's no security, right? There's no, there's no employer giving you vacations. And, and so you have to work hard for every dollar that you get in. And there are times when it's like, holy shit, what do I do now? Yeah. And so I feel like if anybody's listened to this and you're at that stage, I hope you hear Eva. I hope you hear the, uh, she's the other side of it. She's the, she's the after part of maybe the journey you're on, right? She's in the like, oh, I survived and I'm so much better. And the blessing is, you're, you're helping at a higher level, right? You're able to facilitate more change and help. The impact is greater because you're willing to walk through the freaking fire. Mm -hmm. That That's a magical story. Like just that is like, woo, that's what, that's what gets us out of bed in the morning, right? And I think that when I look back, a lot of the anguish that we were talking about came from the fact that I was really arguing with reality when I was wow. in that fireplace. I was really like, 
I was really convinced that I shouldn't be there, that I should know better or I should know differently. And so if, if, you know, for anyone who's listening, who's maybe experiencing this, I, I would, you know, invite you to give yourself like the gift of just grace for this period and like trusting that sometimes things feel shitty, but it's not a bad sign. Right. Like, I just, I think I thought my discomfort was meant that something was wrong or bad. Mm. And really what I, what I, how I see it now is it was just a phase of the journey, you know, and not good or bad, a neutral one, just Mm -hmm. a, just a a phase. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I been able to like be more patient, I guess, or be a little bit less, um, doubtful of like, just more, I guess, more trusting of where I was and just like trusting it's okay to just be uncertain for a while that would have alleviated some of the anguish. <laughs> well, I'm laughing. No, I'm laughing because you start as an organizer and this process, there's nothing organized about it. It's just uh, organically yes. messy, right? And for me, I've been at it, you know, a little bit longer. Um, I have befriended surrender. I have gotten cool with, oh, nothing I can do right now. I have got to just trust, just back off wait, sometimes wait for clarity, sometimes wait for healing, sometimes wait for energy, whatever it is. And if you're and most of us, most of the women I interview are like type A drivers, get shit done, overachieving superheroes. Yeah, raise your hand, right? (laughs) And just sit and go, well, hell, (laughs) this hasn't worked. You know, and you scramble, you try everything and and nothing works. It's a reckoning. It's a it's a like and I'm not gonna say come to Jesus moment, because it's actually come to yourself moment. It's actually Mm. come to like Oh, what else? It, and it's beyond you. That's the thing. It's not that you're not smart enough or not resourceful enough. You, there's an invitation to learn something. And I lo- and you've grown into it. Like you're a beautiful demonstration of, you see, if you just allow, then the journey takes you. Surrender. That is such the right word for it, Therese. Yeah. Yes. And it's a bitch. Totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't fight the surrender. Just, just give it. You know, I love, and you've probably heard this. The butterfly, when it goes, when it's in a cocoon, there was a period where it literally, its form literally liquefies mm. before it then congeals and comes back to the form that is necessary to allow it to grow the wings and to emerge from the chrysalis, right? And sometimes your life, it can be like a puddle of just <laughs> like, blah, I got nothing. And if you understand nature, because we're not separate from nature, that's evolution. That's how things grow. And Eva, I, I love your before and after story. I love that you basically said, I really suffered. I I was making myself nuts because I was arguing and I wasn't accepting that this is just the journey. That is a, the the butterfly soup, terrific metaphor for next time I have a meltdown. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Text me. I will. I'll go, girl, it's just the liquid. You're in the soup. It's the liquid. Oh my God. So tell me a story, like, because I think, I think vague concepts about thought leader, like that's, that's a very thrown around term. Tell me a story like about a client that you helped that you could really impact something cool happening. Do you have any of those? Yeah. Ooh, what will I choose? Okay. So I'll talk about my client. uh, Her name is Selena Resvani and she is a keynote speaker and a people of color ally and champion and consultant for businesses for diversity and inclusion. And a couple of months ago, she had this idea. This is this is actually something she said to me numerous times over the time we worked together is, I really just think there needs to be more like positive ideas and like lightheartedness and like 
especially in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion, there's often just sort of like a lot of bad news, which is important to be aware of, but not heavy. Yeah, there's heavy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's the word for it. It's heavy. She has always said, I just want there to be more lightness to this. Yeah. So a few years or a few months back, she had this idea to to write a a newsletter using LinkedIn has a newsletter feature now. And she was like, I want it to be about confidence. And I want to share just like quick tips that people like she has. She's like, I want to do one for mindset and for like embodiment Mm -hmm. and for relationships, just quick practices and ideas and mindset shifts people can actually use to bolster Mm -hmm. their confidence. And she almost didn't do it. She had a lot of doubt. She was like, are people going to think this is too trivial? Is it going to be like, you know, too superficial for them? Thankfully, she, you know, didn't listen to the usual suspect gremlins. And we've been producing this letter together since January. And she's gotten so many followers. She's gotten shouted out by LinkedIn multiple times. And she has rich conversations in the comments of people sharing their experiences, yeah. their ideas, just reflecting on her nice. stories. And, you know, I love that example because one, she had to, she had the self-doubt that mm-hmm. all of us go through, mm-hmm. you know, and she's just a woman with a ton of accolades. Second, she is really getting her ideas out there and really impacting people with these insights and these mm-hmm. tips and really making a difference. And the fact that her subscriber count keeps growing so quickly awesome. yeah. is really a sign that this, yeah. this, thought leadership something. Mm-hmm. publication that she's created is really resonating. That's beautiful. See, I just wanted to ground it so people go, oh, that's what you're talking about, right? So beautiful. So I imagine folks are going, I kind of like this woman. How do I find her? Where do I follow her? So um, tell us where, to, and this will be in the show notes, but where, where can people find you? And I know you have a free gift for the folks. So what do you want yeah. to share? Yeah. So the best place to find me is, uh, well, if it's on the social media side, I am a proud social media monogamist. That is one of my thought leadership <laughs> concepts. And so you can find me on LinkedIn only. Okay. I'm like whoring myself around. I want to try TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm all like, eh. but I, I like your idea about that. And, and, and that could be a whole other show. <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah, so please LinkedIn. find me on LinkedIn, you know, send me a connection request and let me know that you heard me on Teresa's show. Beautiful. You can also go to five magneticpillars.com. That's the number five magneticpillars.com to join my free email course about, you guessed it, the five magnetic pillars of thought leadership. So these are interesting. These are concepts that I teach about how to make your work really stand out, mm-hmm. really attract people that are your people, really be magnetic for your thinking. And the other reason I love to share this is because, you know, writing is my love language. And so if you re- hit reply on any of those emails in the free course, I'm going to receive your reply. And I love connecting with people. Nice. I've, I've been like pen pals since I was like eight years old. <laughs> I just love correspondence. So please email me back. And She's a real hi. human. She'll like, she'll like write to you. You can have your very own pen pal. Very nice. Right. That's beautiful. So as you kind of tune in, and we're wrapping up the show here. Is there any last words, any wisdom, anything else that just wants to be said? I would like to close with just reiterating the importance of, of self-trust and, and like Teresa, mm-hmm. you said, surrender. Yeah. You know, I that that never goes out of style. And I have to like yes. put my hand on my heart and talk myself through that and remind myself of that regularly. Mm-hmm. And so... I just think it always bears repeating how important that is and what a gift that is to yourself. Beautiful. 
and you have been a gift to the listeners. And I appreciate the story. You know, I, I think it's easy to look at somebody and it's like, wow, well, she's so smart. She's really polished. She's, it's been easy for her or she's got somebody, you know, financially supporting her and she's a silver spoon. It's very easy to look at somebody and not see the struggle, not see what it took to get there. And so I love mm. the story of, yeah, it was messy. And I doubted myself for years and, and I was unhappy. Mm -hmm. and I never freaking quit. Like that's, you know, that to me is a soul, soul-based mission person because there's a lot of people that say, I'm out, I'm getting a job. I want benefits. Fuck this thing. This is too hard. And you never quit. And those are our people, the ones that are so connected with their mission, they allow themselves to be brought to their knees so they can do their work in the world. And so even just thanks, thanks from everybody for not quitting, right? For just shining your light and showing up. I really appreciate that. Thank you, Therese. And I, I will share with the listeners, I had plenty of, I should just go get a real job days, <laughs> but I don't have them nearly as there much. There you go. And you didn't though. We are, doubts are fine. Like as long as you yeah. don't follow, you know, we don't, we never judge the thoughts. Like, isn't that interesting? There's a part of me who wants a freaking job. You know, I'm tired of this, but you didn't. That's the difference. That's, That's right. Difference, yeah. Right? So, all right. So gang, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And remember, there's some really good tips here. The first one is, just start the thing. Just start writing. What would you say? And I'm sure if you connect with Eva and you get the five pillars, there's even more, I'm assuming, right? More tips yeah. for how to do it. Um, so that way you can get your work out in the world in an even bigger way. All right. Much love. Peace and blessings. Bye now. Hey, this is Therese, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you, we'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye.